welcome to Cover Zero. This week, somewhat of a skeleton crew, we have a special guest, Emmanuel. Say what's up. What's up, you guys? We appreciate it for having me coming on. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, we appreciate having you. Absolutely. We are without our host, Brandy, today. Uh, so I'm going to be driving the ship still with my main dudes, Josiah, Henry. What's up, guys? Yo, yo. What up? Yeah, today, we're going to tackle the, the AFC North today going to go over their off-season moves what they did in the draft and just kind of tell kind of gauge what they have done thus far as this off-season continues to progress so we're going to kick it right off start with the Bengals since they had the first pick in the draft but before we get to the draft picks we're going to talk about the key losses and Emmanuel we'll start with you when in this off-season did the Bengals have any losses of note that you saw uh I mean honestly just a couple in terms of they released uh Drake Kirkpatrick uh, they released him, and obviously right. the one of the, the biggest one was uh, Andy Dalton being released and signing right. with the Cowboys f- uh, for a good deal down there. But those are like the basically the, the biggest uh, key losses for the for the Bengals. So, correct, correct. Josiah, did you see any others? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I mean, Andy Dalton obviously is the biggest one. I think that's real big for the simple fact that. You know, he's a veteran QB, you know, somebody that could coach Joe, you know, um, their their new QB. That's I mean, we know Joe's going to be starting, but I mean, it's always good to have that good veteran back there and just some some good competition as well. You know, um, so I think that's definitely the biggest loss, like Manuel said. Um, Nick, Bites, you know, uh, I, I think that's a solid that's a solid loss. He was only getting better year after year and, and they needed some help on their defense and whatnot. And they and they did a pretty good. They did a pretty good job adding some defensive players, which we'll get into that. But I thought that was a key loss as well. So those are my top two losses. True, true. What about you, Henry? Yeah, I'll have to go with Andy Dalton as well. I honestly thought they should have kept him because, you know, they re- it took him a while. to. Re- I think they were going to release him, release him, you know, early on in the process. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Obviously, he still got picked up by the Dallas Cowboys. But I thought they should have kept him because I thought it, he could have showed what it takes to be – he could show Burrow what it takes to be an NFL professional quarterback. You know, show him how to you know show him how to study, show him how to watch film, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I don't think he would have been the type to do to not show Burrow the ropes. You know what I mean? That's true. That's a good but, point. Right. Exactly. So I just think I think that they honestly should have kept Burrow. But I mean, I understand why they released him. You know, maybe because they didn't. You mean yeah, don't? So, yeah. so you know, maybe they won't have to pay him or or whatever the case may be. But I mean, the Bengals they always be. I don't know. I I, I never liked how they ran their organization, but. Well, I mean, it's coming from a Raven. We, we know. <laughs> no, not, not, not even if I was a Raven. No, I, mean, I, 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 I never liked how they did their stuff. Even remember, remember how it was so hard for Carson Palmer to get to y'all that time? Like he didn't, yeah, want, he didn't yeah, want to get rid of him. Yeah. But honestly, Carson, the way exactly, they did Carson, like, I never liked yeah. how they ran their, but, the, the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Plus, they owned it. All yeah, really Mike like Brown. Not only that, exactly, he's one exactly. He's one of those dudes that's like. Well, if you have a contract with us for two years, you're you're not doing nothing. We're not paying you, need to you do, yeah. more. None of that. Like yeah. you see what we had to give yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. Brothers, right? Yeah, exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. And it's back. So, never said so that's back. why I never. I, don't, I never like how they ran their business, their, their organization. Yeah, I have to agree 100. percent Really, honestly, nothing more than what you guys already touched on as far as their losses. Uh, but I will kick off their ads, which I did think there was a little bit more in the way of who they added. Maybe not even necessarily added, but they did. Manage also to retain AJ Green through the franchise tag. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and right. he can come in and be that like that the receiver that's maybe not part of the long term plan to develop with Joe Burrow, 
but at least give him another weapon on the outside that's familiar with the system and going to show him where he likes the right. ball. And still, if A.J. Green's healthy, which has always been the caveat for him like the last five oh, years, right. it seems like. Right. Right. If A.J. Green is healthy, right. dude is a premier receiver. He's, he's legitimate. We, don't, we already know that. Uh, but otherwise, right. the other guys that they did bring into the team, my favorite one would probably be D.J. Reader from the Texans. Especially, you, yeah, yeah, you drop yeah. him in right there next to Geno. And that gives you a really solid Man. front up, and then and then you have Dunlap on the end. I like that. I like three out of those four dudes right there to get, be able to get after the quarterback. Yep. Bringing in two of the Minnesota cast off DBs and Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander. I especially like yeah. the Mackenzie Alexander ad because he's a slot he's a slot Uh-oh. corner, and they let they let right. go of Darquez Denard. And what Darquez Denard signed for with the Jags is actually more money than what they're going to pay on a year to year basis for Mackenzie Alexander. So, yeah. right. Right. So right. yeah, I like that move. Those are really the ones I was looking at. Uh, we'll go, we'll jump over to you, Emmanuel. Are there any other additions the Bengals made in the off season outside of their draft picks that you liked in free agency? Uh, I mean, they, they signed Brandon Wilson to safety and uh, they re-signed uh, the defensive lineman, Josh uh, Topu for one year. So the, to, just to add some depth on their on their roster, and they did sign Von Bell, the safety from the uh, that's Saints. a good one. Yeah, so, I know that. We're dying to get to that. Solid, so the, the those are like the notable ones mm-hmm. I've I've um, I've seen so far, besides the draft picks and their uh, undrafted free agents that they signed as well. True. Right. Um, I'm gonna have to agree, man. Uh, the DJ Reader, you brought up some points that you know tagging him up with uh, Geno Atkins. It's gonna help Geno too. It's gonna get him back because I think. Geno's he he was one of I mean he's still one of the better defensive tackles in the league, but there was a point in league where he was a point in time where he was like the I'd say at least top right. three defensive tackles in the league. And I think bringing in DJ is going to help him a lot. Then obviously Dunlap as well having that. So that defensive line is going to be it's going to be stout. Um, Alexander, you know my dog, you know, and I know him <laughs> screw up. But he really didn't, you know. He, he didn't so really, I said, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know he didn't really he you know he didn't he didn't live up to to what I thought he could have did over there in Minnesota man you know um coming from Clemson you know but he is he's gonna play the slot corner I think you know this gives him another chance we're gonna see what he can do over there the biggest one like you said is AJ Green um it gives Joe the blanket that he needs you know the comfortable wide receiver that he can throw to that already knows the offense and whatnot can help coach him as well you know and he gives him that veteran presence although he's a wide receiver it's a wide receiver talking to him still been this league for a mm-hmm. good amount of time. So and then like you said, too, he just needs to stay healthy. Trey Wing, uh, Waynes, I like, I like that. I like that pickup. He just needs. My thing is, the Cincinnati was, I think, twenty second. They was ranked twenty second as far as uh, turnovers or interception, interceptions, right. mm-hmm. interceptions. And he hasn't really had too many interceptions in the last two years. So it would be. I mean, he's a solid corner, no doubt. But it would be good if he could pick that up. But other than that, man, um, those are definitely. The, the the key pickups that they picked up for sure. And Bomb Bell, like Emmanuel brought up, that's a solid it's a solid pick right there. He should come in and start. A lot of these guys were probably, you know, outside of the guys, well, AJ, outside of AJ, but Trey, Alexander, Vaughn, DJ, they're all going to get PT. They're all going to start. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I, for, yeah, I, I forgot like to mention one uh, signing. Uh, they signed former Raven Josh Bynes, uh, linebacker. Yeah. That's a good pickup, too. That's, that's, that's another one, too, yeah. <laughs> What about you, yeah, those are, yeah, those are some key, key, uh, solid players uh, that they picked up for the team. You can tell that most of the, most of their free agent signups, I feel like, was just more like depth players, not like a guy that's gonna make like a you know key big free agent signing for them. But I think it was just some real good mm-hmm. depth players for them. 
Um, Because you saw they did go through a lot of injuries this past season. I think they are trying to avoid that again and try to have some good backup if they do have to run into that injury bug again. Um, But, yeah, they did sign Josh Bond for the Ravens. We picked him up off the streets, I want to say, in week four or five. Uh, Because he was a free agent the whole time. But we picked him off the streets with how bad our linebacker play was. Um, And then the Trey Wayne sign was also really – it was okay. Seeing how how, uh, Minnesota's secondary was getting – Kind of torched that time exactly. Torch. So, right for them to sign him, it's an okay sign. I understand it because they need to depth with you know Drake with two of their corners leaving and then going to sign other places. So I get it one hundred percent. But yeah, they made some okay signings. Nice. So we'll swing it to you to start off, Emmanuel. How do you think about as a whole how the Bengals did in this draft? I thought they I thought they did uh, fairly well. By the way, they got their franchise guy number one overall, uh, and they and they solidified with another weapon. Uh, I feel like the Bengals have a pretty good. Uh, young receiving core outside of AJ Green. Um, they got a linebacker, Logan Wilson, the third round from Wyoming, uh, and they got another one, uh, mm-hmm. Akeem Davis Gothard from Appalachian State. A lot of people thought he was very underrated uh, he- heading into the heading right. into the draft. And they and they got a couple. They got a they got a guard from Kansas, uh, DN from uh, Notre Dame, and a linebacker in the seventh round from Purdue. So I think overall, I think they got a. I, I give them an A. But I think they have one of the one of the best drafts in in a few years, to be honest with you. So the Bengals, I mean, they're kind, they're they're heading in the right direction. But again, I feel like the biggest problem, obviously, they have to uh, solidify the offensive line to keep Joe Mixon happy um, as well. In terms, obviously, uh, there's rumors about Joe Mixon being in talks for an extension uh, with the Bengals. So. Uh, they got to figure out a way to solidify the offensive line, but overall, the draft they did really uh, pretty well. For sure, for sure. Right. What about you, Josiah? Yeah, I like what they did. You know, I like what they did. Um, I, the, obviously, the the two pickups, Joe and, and T Higgins. I really like T Higgins. I think you know he kind of started to drop as far as when you know the the draft was coming up, as far as the wide receivers, the top wide receivers. But he stayed in my. I think I had him. I want to say I had him fourth. I want to say I had him fourth. I'm no, not sure. No, I think you had Rooks. No, I couldn't have. I had Rooks. Yeah, I had I had Rooks. I had Rooks. But I like to say I had 3B. But anyway, yeah, fourth. And then I had Brian Edwards fifth. But I had him up there, though. I, I thought I think his, he was one of the better route runners. So I think that's a good add. Obviously, Joe, I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. Logan Wilson, that's a solid linebacker. I like what they did. They, I like what the Bengals did this whole offseason, to be honest with you. Um, I like what they did in the offseason with the free agents, and then I like what they did in their draft and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I, I like what they did. I like what they did. Yeah, the, the, the T. Higgins picks, I don't know, kind of maybe it's a, a right on the wall that maybe this is the last year for A.J. Green to be, uh, be in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's, that's, that's honestly what it looks like to me. Um, and so that was a good signing. You can tell the two linebackers that they drafted back-to-back with Wilson and, uh, and Gaither. Maybe I think they wanted to try to get a little bit more athletic at the linebacker position, seeing how Lamar Jackson was just running all over. They can't that's what I got from it. Though. Maybe we, we need to get more athletic at the linebacker because, yeah, this guy's killing us. And of course, he's going to be here for years to come. So He hit he hit that spin move right. and shook yeah, two dudes right. on one spin move. That part. <laughs> that right there, they was like, nah, we got to draft two dudes. Yeah, we got to. Yep. Right, we, we got to get a little bit younger, a little faster, more athletic on the linebacker. So, but they had a solid right. job. I give them a B plus. I give them a B plus. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you Because the only, only reason why I'm giving a B plus, I think they should have maybe addressed that old line sooner. Because even when 
last year that they, you know, would mix in, mix would begin hitting the backfield. But I will give them one exception. Remember, they do got Jonah Williams coming back. Mm-hmm. Come remember, he was hurt from all last year. Mm-hmm. But then again, right. he's going to be a rookie left tackle. We don't know what we're going to get. He's technically going to be in the second year, but he did miss his whole rookie season. So we don't know what we are getting, yeah. what they are, what they're getting from him. So. We'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah, I liked I liked the draft as well. Overall for the Bengals as well, I think they did pretty deep. Logan Wilson was a guy that I didn't watch a lot of tape on until after they took him. So I was like, who's this dude in the right? Like, he, he might have been the first guy that I was just like, oh, I couldn't tell you a thing about him watching on day two as to, to who everybody else I at least had somewhat of an opinion on. And, I mean, he looked good. As far right. as what I saw, might need to beat blocks a little bit better, but – We'll see how he pans out. But but Davis Gaither was a dude that I was higher on than a lot of people. He offers some versatility in, in, this, in the sense of he has a little bit of coverage ability. He has a little bit of rush the passer ability. And then he also has some of that traditional downhill linebacker being able to slip block ability. So I really liked him. And to scoop him up at 107 overall, I think that's a really good find. And, yeah, overall, pretty solid draft from the Bengals. And they didn't ruin it by trying to do too much and overthink things right. and took Joe Burrow at the top. Yeah, and that's 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 the thing with those yeah. Wilson and Gaither. They both stood out at the small school, but it's like when them small school players go to the NFL, it takes them a little bit to adjust to how big of a leap they're going mm-hmm. from than rather say a player playing from one of the the Power Five conferences. It's true, true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Especially exactly, and, it, and then how, it look, how their roster looks like it might they might be right. It might be. Yeah, we just brought up them losing Nick. Exactly. That's, so, that's, like I said, that was a key. So, yeah. Well, we will move on to the Browns, Cleveland Browns, and to kick off the key losses, Josiah. Did they lose anybody of note? You know, man, Joe Scarbert. 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 However you say his last name, man. Scarbert. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was a loss. That was, that was, you know, he lost him. I think that was one of the key losses. Uh, you know, one guy I'm going to bring up, man, and, and you know him well, Jordan, yeah. is TJ Carey. And the reason, I'm not going to say he's, he's really a key loss. It just, He's one of those losses. I think he, he he always had potential, but they just gave him way so much. much yeah, so they, they, they gave him, and I knew when he signed over there, and I seen that contract. Yeah, because I wanted him to come back. You know, just because there was a, and I mean, it's not saying much. You know, our secondary was bad, and he was the best one back there, so it's not saying too much. But I thought he had a lot of, and so he when he, when he went there, and I seen that contract, I couldn't believe it, man. No. I knew he wasn't going to live up to that, so. Um, he that's a key loss, and but I think Joe uh, Schobert is definitely probably the biggest. What about you, biggest loss? I would say Joe Schobert as well, just because you know I think he made the Pro Bowl one made two seasons ago. I Something think like so, that. yeah. But he been yeah. he been a he been a real good solid player um, for them. He kind of gave us fit sometimes with you know some key run stops that he made when we played him. Um, so I will have to go with Joe Schobert. You know he's one of the pretty smart linebacker for for. Uh, for what the Cleveland Browns are trying to do over there with defense, especially you know when Greg Williams was over there, um, he was one of the smarter players that they had. But yeah, I'll have to go with uh, Joe Schobert for sure. Emmanuel, do you have any losses other than uh, Joe Schobert? I'm gonna mention him, but I'm gonna mention a couple other guys that remained unsigned: is Demarius Randall and Greg Robinson. They're still unsigned, so that's I don't know if it's too much of a loss, but they're they're still unsigned to be honest with you. So <laughs> Greg Robinson, he's unsigned for his own. For you know, what, he got in trouble. Yeah. I think he had all that. We had a bunch of weed in his car. Yeah. yeah. Like that. So, man, look how bad the O-line was. So, it's really not that that other loss of how bad that O-line was last year. You see what they did exactly. in the draft. Terrible. So, mm-hmm. 
that just tells you all about how, how they felt about Greg Roberts. Yeah, I Demarius Randall actually yeah. came over to our Raiders, to me and Josiah's squad. Oh, right. Yeah, right. he, you know, he's kind of. I look at him as like right. a rotational guy. I really don't see him starting. Ideally, I mean, nah. I'm not like that's kind of how I'm looking at a depth piece, a rotational piece. Plug him in, maybe safety, maybe corner, because he's played both throughout his career. So, but. I mean, yeah, he's, he's right. with the Raiders now. The only other loss that I would mention for them is uh, Christian Kirksey, who went over to Green Bay. Oh, yeah. right. uh, so, I mean, he was yeah. the same as Schobert. He didn't, he maybe didn't hit the heights that Schobert did as far as, like, overall making plays. But yeah. Kirksey was a dude yeah. that when yeah. they were going through that, when, when Baker came over and they were trying to establish an identity on defense, they really didn't have anybody to lead and collect those guys. And that's what Kirksey is in the locker room. He's a team-first dude. Above all else, and so we'll see how yeah. that goes forward with losing both of those guys at the center of their defense, as far as being the leader. And so we'll move on into ads, and Josiah, we'll let you kick off the key additions free agent wise for them. I like what they did, man. I really like what they did. They got my, they got my dog. They got two of my dogs over there. Yep. They got Jack Coleman yep. out of out of um, out of Michigan State. That was a really good pickup, and we all know that he needed, they needed O line help over there. And he's going to play tackle for them. He's going to start immediately. He just needs to stay healthy. So that was a really good pickup. Um, Case Keenum, I think, is a really good pickup, too. Um, you know, you you add depth to the QB position, you know, and um, and not only not he's not just a, 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 just a depth player. I mean, he has some starting, you know, he started in a lot of games. So if anything ever happened to Baker with that O-line, although they did improve with the O-line with their first pick and obviously with Jack, you know, you never know. And hopefully Baker don't get hurt. But if that were to happen, Case could come in and start right away and win some games for him. Uh, Carl, Carl Joseph, obviously, you know, we talked about him what last week or to go. That was a really good pickup too, man. And I, I think, you know, I think he was looking for a bigger deal. Didn't happen. He signed a one-year deal over there with them. He's going to start. He'll play strong safety. You know, obviously Grant's going to play probably the free safety position. So he's going to be in the box a lot, which I think he's a Definitely. better box safety than anything. And he's not great at coverage, but in the box, man, he's really, really solid there. So, yeah, those are those are the key pickups that I would uh, that I would say. Pretty you have any different, pickups. Henry, or do you want to add to the ones he said? Uh, you know, the Austin Hooper signing, I think it was a good signing, but not making him the highest paid tight end. Yeah, right. That just, that just makes no mm-hmm. sense to me. Like, I know he's been productive. Um, or whatnot, but to make him the highest paid tight is tight in the NFL just it just made no sense to me. Um, and then the Jack Cochran, of course, we, everybody's going to bring up that uh, that uh, pickup because uh, of course we just speak spoke on it how bad their offensive line is, and he'll 100% go in there and fill in that yeah. uh, that right tackle. But it's going to be interesting when we get to the draft picks of how they if they're going to play him at the right or left because you know Cochran played right tackle right his whole right career and Jedrick mm-hmm. Wills also played right tackle his whole career. So right where are right, how they going to figure right. that out? I'm pretty sure they will, but that's that's something also to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah definitely. What about you, yep. Emmanuel? Uh, uh, definitely Austin Hooper, Jack Cochran are the top two. But this is the funny part about them signing Austin Hooper. Uh, they picked the fifth year option on David Njoku, and nobody's talking about that. And they and they drafted a tight end. Was it Harrison Bryant from from Florida Atlantic? So they have three. Bryant, yep. They have three tight ends on that team that can all play. So my question for the Browns is: What direction are you guys going with with the tight end position? Are you just? Are, I just I just don't understand that. And then um and then 
that in a they signed for the fullback Andy Jakovic, uh, and they did pick up a second round tender on Kareem Hunt, who was more more efficient than Nick Chubb, and I'll talk about that later. Okay, I, I think to answer a question about the tight end, I think they know that David Njoku has a talent. Of course, a lot of people were hot out of him, but he's coming out of the U. Yeah, same here. He hasn't, he hasn't been able to be healthy. He hasn't been able to be healthy. And I think that's I think that's what it is. I think they probably want to run a lot more two tight end set, but. You got to have the two tight yep. ends to be healthy to right. run it. So I think they probably did that for just a depth. Yeah, that's that's the one thing Stefanski wanted to establish right. when he was coming over is go yeah, to more of those 20, right, exactly. all 20, or 22 personnel looks. Yeah. Right. When they've been trying to shop yeah. uh, Njoku, what I've heard, but you just don't have many teams biting because if he's not healthy, when he is playing, he's inconsistent. And the one thing that surprised me with him yeah. uh, is, I mean, that it was telling, I guess you could say, of his career so far. When they remember when they were on Hard Knocks several years ago, and the right. coach said after yeah. the practice one year, they were like, "Hey, you got to catch sixty passes." And he was so frustrated that at the end of practice, he got to catch sixty balls. <laughs> it's not conditioning. It's not like you know doing right, gassers right. or whatever. You just got to catch ball. Like this is what you're supposed to do, bro. Yeah. You just got to do what. <laughs> I don't you know. Do. That was one right. thing I really right, remember right, of him. But right. we'll move on uh, to the draft because you guys really touched on those ads as well. Nothing really else that I would add to it. But uh, on the draft, Josiah, how do you think they did overall? I like what they did, man. I like what they did. Uh, to go to Henry's point, he brought up a really good point talking about the, the tackle position because Jack played right tackle his whole career. And obviously, Jedrick has done the same thing over there in Bama. I will say this with Jedrick, though. The way the scouts talked about him in the media, they felt like he's such a, he's such a unique talent. They feel like he could move to left tackle. They feel like he's good enough to move. Now, I haven't, right. I haven't seen it. You know, that was one reason that was, you know, why he wasn't number one on my list and whatnot. But I know a lot of scouts felt like that's something that he could do. So I'm assuming that's probably what's going to happen. He might end up moving to left tackle. Um, the Grant Dell pick, you know, they got really they got good value for him. I think we've seen that coming. You know, Grant was kind of falling. We kind of had a feeling that he was probably going to fall in the fall to the, you know, set uh, in the second round. So they got good, solid value for him. Jordan Elliott, I wasn't I high on Jordan either. Elliott. I liked him more than both, y'all. I remember that. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, you know, but, I mean, he's a solid, you know, the solid pick. Do you like him in the third? Oh, you think he's a good find in the third and round? I don't. He, I'm going to say, yeah, because most right. people had him going in the second round. He was one of those deep. I didn't have him, me personally, if you look at my defensive tackles, I didn't have him that high up there at all. I don't even know if I had him in my top five. So, you know, um, I, me personally, I think you probably could have got him around their third, maybe even the fourth round. They had two thirds. So, you know, I, I think it, it's solid, you know, if you're going off of what everybody else, where they had him ranked. You know, I'm just one person. Henry's just another person, you know. But if you look at everybody else, a lot of people had him ranked high. So you go off that, they got solid value. For one pick I really, really yes. like is the Donovan Peoples-Jones. And, and that that sixth round, that, that to get him that late, that much potential, he got a high selling. He got a lot of things he's got to work on. But I really, really like that pick. You know, really good value there out of Michigan. So, I think they had a good draft. I mean, if I had a rank, if I had to give them a letter grade, I would give them a B. I would give them a solid. Okay, Maybe even a B plus. What about you, Henry? Um, yeah, the Donovan people Jones is an interesting pick. Um, I remember I was trying to look, look up, like, trying to figure out why he was falling. I guess he, he did really, really bad in an interview. And I guess some teams are probably afraid. Remember, a lot of people have him going maybe in the second or third. They always thought that he no. had the talent. Yeah. But they, a lot of them blamed uh, Shea Patterson for it because the right. inconsistency he was showing at, uh, at the University of Michigan. But, yeah, so I was hearing that he was interviewing very, very bad. 
Um, the pick that I didn't like was the, the, the Jacob Phillips. I, I like it as a Raven because the very next pick, we was able to grab Malik mm-hmm. Harrison. But I think Jordan Phillips, he's not good right, at pass coverage right. at all. Like, we, we know we're just talking about how they just lost uh, Schobert and Kirksey. I know they're not fantastic at pass coverage, but I know they're way, be- they're way better than what Jacob Phillips mm-hmm. is going to bring to the table. Like, I only can feel he's only going to play two downs. I, I really do. I can't see him being on the field on third down. I can't because of how bad he is in pass, uh, pass coverage. But the Jedrick Will pick, of course, was a great pick because they saw how Baker was getting beat up, and, and of course, they need to protect their protect their future. Um, and then the Harrison Brown yep. pick was also a pretty solid pick as well. So uh, I, I'll, give a, I'll, give a, I'll give a B just like uh, Winter Friday. All right. What about you, Emmanuel? What grade do you give them and why? Uh, I give them like around a, a B plus, the same grade that Josiah just mentioned, because they did take a tackle to address the offensive line. They got a safety with Grant Delpit. Uh, I like the Harrison Bryant pick. You know, what, I appreciate uh, Henry was was talking about the, you know, how the Joku has had some injury problems over his career, especially from last season. And then I like the Donovan Peoples Jones pick because for the value sake, I, I, I feel like he was very under underutilized in Michigan uh, due, due to due to the quarterback play with Shea yeah, Patterson. So uh, overall, I'll give him a B plus. Not bad. Yeah, I'm in that same realm with the, with the B-plus ad. I mean, the Jedrick Wills, he was my number one tackle uh, coming out. I really just loved how he was able to process so many different things playing there. And granted, as far as that transition goes from being able to – because he played right tackle in high school. He played right tackle at Alabama. We've just – you've never seen the guy. Maybe in middle school or yep. something he played left tackle. I don't know. But right. that whether or not you can make that switch, right. that's all dependent upon the person. And if Jack Conklin feels, oh, yeah, I'm comfortable, I'll go to left. Or if he's like, nah, Rook, you got to figure out this new thing. I'm in here, I'm getting making this money. And maybe the Browns right, figure right, we right. already have to develop Jedrick as is. So let's just start it at the left side. So we'll have to go and see there. Del Pitt was my number one safety coming out. Granted, he did have those tackling issues, but his coverage versatility and how valuable that is in the NFL now is why I still kept him at number one. Uh, I really think that was a good find, especially in the second round. And then Jordan Elliott, I was also higher on than, than yeah. I believe both you and uh, Henry as well, because we were just talking about. Yeah, so, I mean, I, sure that's mean. just finding guys <laughs> I liked, especially where you did. I really think that's good. And then Harrison Bryant as well, good find in what was a pretty weak tight end class. You scoop him up 115th and then follow that up right. with Nick Harris and Donovan Peoples-Jones. It's a pretty good haul for the Browns. I just felt that they found value in every single round and took guys that I overall liked. So, I'll give him a B plus, maybe even yeah, B plus. I'll go B plus right there. <clears throat> okay. Moving on. Halfway done with the division. Yep. Steelers up next. And I'll start off with the Steelers as far as their key losses. To me, there weren't many. There really wasn't many. They had Ramon Foster, his offensive lineman, he retired. And then Javon Hargrave, yep. the defensive tackle. That's really the that one. Yeah, that one. It's so big. That's right. so low key. It's a it's big so loss, weird. especially for just big. how Pittsburgh plays like in their in their scheme you got to have an edge rusher and then if you don't have a couple of beasts on the interior that allow your edge rushers to do what they're going to do it's not going to work and so this we'll see how they try to supplement that but those two are really the two that I'm looking at as the as the main ones Uh, and we'll start off Emmanuel back to you as did you have any other losses or anything else you would say on the people they did lose um uh, honestly nothing notable to be honest with you but I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the Steelers. To be honest, I, I mean, I did, they did lose Vance McDonald, uh, obviously the tight end. So 
Um, and then they did find somebody to replace him in the ads. So I think that was one of the guys that's notably that stuck out with me. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Javon Hargrave, man. That's the key loss, the only really key loss, in my opinion. Just the way they play, Jordan, you brought up a good point and said, you know, the way they play, the run, the way they run their scheme mm-hmm. in general. But even last year, you know, the defense. Especially when Minka got year, there. That was like an old style type of yeah. defense. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he got there, they really stepped it up, you know. But, yeah, that's definitely the key loss, man. And it's underrated, like Henry said. Nobody's really talking about it, but. You know, out of all the losses they had, that one, you know, that one is definitely the biggest loss for them, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the way that – it has to be about Hargrave. And the way that him and Cam Hayward played off each other, uh, just, I don't even know if Cam Hayward has that such a good year without Hargrave because I feel like they match so well with each other. Um, and for that, that defensive line up front, so it, it has to be about Hargrave. And I don't think they're going to even be able right. to replace him this year, maybe next year. But yeah, it's going to be a hard replay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so key ads, uh, I would say this year, they didn't have a ton of like splash ads, but they did a couple things in the contract in the, uh, as far as the cap, the cap goes that I liked with certain contracts. They first, they franchise tag Bud Dupree. Now that one, I don't like as much because I don't know if Bud Dupree's a $15 million cap hit type of dude, but then again, in their system, they like to build from within. He does play the role op- the, as the outside yeah. linebacker opposite of T.J. Watt very well. They have a familiarity there. He has a, su- a supreme familiarity in that system, and he is a beast of an athlete. So, with the, And this is just where the market is for him, and they'll see if they can work out a deal by the, by the time the deadline approaches. But the one thing I really did love what they did is that they were able to shed $35 million in cap space all through restructures. Big Ben, Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson – uh, and then Chris Boswell, they also originally had restructured Vance McDonald. I'm, he still might be on the team, I think, actually. I still think he's I there. Think he is. They restructured at his contract. I mean, he's still there, but took a lesser role. And the one who left, I think, is actually Nick Vanette, who yeah, left. That, that's right. Elsewhere. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. I loved how they were able to save 35 million cap by not getting rid of any of those guys, just moving numbers around. And when you're able to do that and open up space, that, that's, a, that's a big thing to be able to do in the NFL. And then they used that space to bring in uh, uh, Steven Wisniewski from the Kansas City to try to replace the loss of Ramon Foster's retirement. He's what I would call just your average offensive interior lineman. And so, but you need guys like that if you're right. going to still, especially in the offensive line. If you have good players in your offensive line, which Pittsburgh definitely already does, an average guy as opposed to a trash guy in there is going to be way yep. better for your production overall. And then even with that instilled, their rushing numbers yep. went down further last season, mainly because of all the injuries they had on that team. You know, right, right. right. Losing, losing your QB, man, trying man, to function with Juju QB, as the number man, one, man. like just a bunch of different moving parts. Hey, he's not. He's not. He's not. They tried. No, they they yeah, tried. They tried, they, 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 they tried that. So like those yeah. were reasons that yeah. things started to stall out. And then so there and as a as a product of all of those things, James Conner's performance then started to decline too. So then now you also bring in Derek Watts. Now they got two Watts on the same team. So yeah. you know. So now you got and then you bring in yeah, right. and we'll see how they're gonna look to incorporate him to try to help. He's a much better pass blocker, maybe less of a Swiss Army knife than uh who was it, Nicks, Roosevelt Nicks, who was always their other fullback. But you know, th- that's really their uh their other ads they had in this offseason so far. Beyond that, Josiah, did you see anything else or anything to add to those? Yep. 
Yeah, uh, Eric Ebron, you know, uh, Henry's Henry's guy, man. We're going to see what he do. He obviously played well over there with um, Indianapolis. He didn't do anything over there in Detroit, you know, let Henry call it. You know, he'll there. say that's because of Detroit. So, I mean, we'll see, man. I think it's a really good pickup for Ben. I, mean, I, I think they haven't had really a solid tight end in a while. Heath Miller, know? yeah. Heath Miller? Man, that goes that goes way back. So we'll see. I mean, Eric is definitely more athletic than Heath, yeah. uh, Heath, uh, Heath Miller. So we're gonna see how that turn out. Um, Stephen Wisniewski, we all know about him. Yeah, he used to be with us. Yes, yeah. at least me and Jordan because we drafted him. His dad played with us too. Sure. And you brought up a really good point and said that <laughs> his dad was a beast. Yeah, he did. He did. His dad was a lot better. Yeah. Um, but you brought up a good point and said an average player could look really good on a really good old line versus a trash player looking. You know. Having your hope on a trash player looking good on a on a on a really good old line. That was a really good point because I think that's exactly what he is. He's average, but going to a position where the old line is really really stout mm-hmm. over there, and he's going to do his role. He's going to do his part, you know. So that's right. Really, and then a good thing with him too, he could play center or guard. So you know, you benefit from that. So and then the Bud Dupree, I, I think I think it was a, the money. I get where you're coming from with the with money wise. Was his best season? He played lights out, man. I mean, if you look at his, it was by far. By far, tackles, sacks, any anything, wherever you're looking at, his numbers across the board, forced fumbles, he had a really good uh, season last year. And if you look from just going up, when he first got drafted, and, you know, year after that, year after that, he just got better and better. So that was a good or good bringing him back. So, yeah, those are the key free agents right there that I would. Yeah, those are the pretty, pretty much the ones that you're going to bring up, the Eric Ebron. So that, I give him two. Uh, pretty solid tight ends over there for for Big Ben if he you know is able to come back and be 100% healthy, um, of course. So yeah. Eric Ebron, probably the most one that stands out to me. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully he can you know not have because you know the first first year with Indianapolis he did great, and the second year with Indy has some injury probably injury problems drops. and drops. Yeah, so I don't know, he's he just, just weird, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he just yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, giving up on him now? I thought it was when he was in with Detroit. You know, Detroit got like a, a, a black cloud hanging over that organization. So I thought he was, as soon as he went to Indianapolis, he bought out, had a bunch of touchdowns, right. there, made the Pro Bowl and everything. Then it's like his second year there. He was like, oh, I don't feel like going all the way again. So I don't know. It's like, what Eric Ebron are we getting, or, yeah. or are they getting? You know, if it's the one that was the first year with Indy, yeah. great signing. If it's not, he might get released after this year. So it, it, what Eric Ebron are they getting? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Go ahead, man. Oh, I was gonna say the of uh, the Kayvon Walker. He played for the New York Guardians in the XFL. Through five games, he had four and a half sacks and nine quarterback hits. So uh, that could be, you know, possibly you know more of a depth or uh, underrated signing for the Steelers. And I do like the Eric Ebron uh, signing as well. And they got the Watt, like you guys mentioned, the Watt, um, one of the Watt brothers for the fullback. And Stephen and Stephen uh, Winiski at the guard position to solidify their offensive line. But uh, overall, I mean, not a bad offseason for the Steelers. But uh, but we'll see how they play, uh, pan out. And Juju is not number one receiver at all. His um, his uh, yard. See, the funny thing is Juju's yards after catch was excellent. His his rookie year and now this past year it wasn't it wasn't great at all. Like he and it affected his air yards. So that's why I don't believe he's the number one receiver. Hey. No, no, right. It's different when you get put in yeah, that spot. You, yeah, well, you, know, you got right. some wide receivers over there. <laughs> you know, 
and you look good. But you're that number one, and everybody's expecting you to play like the last right. number one, which is almost impossible. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be a lot harder, and he recognized that last year. Granted, mm-hmm. though, I mean, he was playing with me. Yeah, right. So we left that out Duck there. and Mason Rudolph. Was, was no good, so... Yeah, which I actually liked me out too. I didn't have him as a top QB or nothing. I, I thought he was solid for mm-hmm. last year. You know. So we'll the move into their draft picks. Really, year. overall, this is a draft pick, to the draft that they did that I just wasn't. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was ugly. I didn't like it at all. And I hate to steal it. I'm just being, just being real, just speaking on purely fear football. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it no, at go all. Ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead, Henry. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, yeah, my, I give him a C minus. And I'll tell you why. If first say say if the combine didn't happen, are you taking Chase Claypool in the second no. round? No, you're not. You're, you're just based right. off of just film. You're, he's a, a fourth, a fourth, maybe even a right. fifth round pick. And I know they have a great track record of, of, of drafting receivers, and they're all panning out well. I get that. Right. But I feel like they had bigger needs. I feel like they could have used some more uh, interior uh, defensive defensive linemen. Losing Hargrave, like we played uh, week seventeen, we played back. Remember, they played their starters. Because remember, they, they still did. had a chance to get to the playoffs. We played backups and was mm-hmm. running all over them. They they couldn't stop our run. So I felt like they should have used that that first pick on a defensive line, a defensive line, or just somewhere on the on the defensive side. And then you you draft Alex Alex uh, Heisman for your, your your second pick. I don't like that pick because yeah, it was a yeah, big reach. Not only was a reach, <laughs> you you reach. already have two gr- pretty good stuff. Well, TJ's a great yes. TJ's a great player. Uh, for one of the outside linebackers, then you have Bud Dupree right. on the other end, who's he's, he's serviceable. But so, so where's this guy going to play? Obviously, you guys aren't going to play him this year. And I get maybe you got him for maybe a, a year later, but damn, you should have got that maybe a player for a fourth or fifth round pick, not no third round pick for a team that's trying to, mm-hmm. you know, go on the upper rise in the division when every other team in the division are making the, the moves that are bettering their team. I just, I just did not like what they were doing. Like, I, I, I wasn't feeling that at all. I really give him a C minus. Anthony McFarland, I honestly felt he was like a six round pick. That was another reach. Yeah, that I was felt reach. Like, yeah, I felt like <laughs> that, that was, was a right. six round pick. So honestly, my favorite pick was a Kevin Dotson player. Oh yeah, guard mm-hmm. out of uh, Louisiana Lafayette. I felt that was their, that was their best yeah. pick. Honestly, yeah. I felt like he was a, a good value pick for where they got him at, and I think he'll probably be a serviceable player maybe next year because uh, obviously they got the Wisconsin or they got the Wisconsin uh, for the offseason this year. But probably for next year, so maybe he can you right. know learn, give, give him some depth, just in case maybe one of them other interior offensive linemen uh, go down or something like that. But I, I just did not like what they did at all. Yeah, I'm with it. you. I mean, it was yeah. just I was not. I had like even like okay, you're gonna go get Chase Claypool in the second round. This receiver class, we all have talked about it at nauseum how loaded it is. He, there are still better receivers right. on the board to me. Yeah, there are still Absolutely. better receivers on the board. And yeah, by far. Denzel Mims, Denzel Mims I was insanely board. high on Denzel Mims, and Denzel Mims to me yeah. is a better version of Chase Claypool. Like, yeah, to, yeah, right. Big, big, fast, athletic. You know, wow, yeah. look at this guy in the combine. But then you turn on Mims like tape, and you see way more acrobatic exactly. catches. You see, you see, you just see much more of what you want. Catches, and granted, yep. the Steelers, like you said, like you said, Henry, they have a track record of putting out quality receivers from within. So. All right, but but the one the one thing at first I thought like on draft day that I started to think about for a second was like okay, uh, Chase's size he's a bigger receiver maybe they're trying to work in some hybrid tight end usage with him maybe that's what they're trying to do but that's not the case because then they retained Vanette through the restructure added Eric Ebron 
So that's not, they're trying to really use him as a number, as, a, as like an X wide receiver on the numbers. And there was just better dudes on the board. And then again, Alex Highsmith, um, yeah. he's another dude. I, I couldn't have told you anything about that guy. I didn't watch tape on that dude really a lot. And I, we all three of us right. were grinding <laughs> tape when this stuff came out, right? And this dude was just – and I went through right, numerous right. sources and what numerous right. people were talking about it. This guy, this guy, that guy, this guy. And I was watching tape on dudes that didn't even get drafted. And here goes this guy in the third round to a team that didn't even have a first? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So – yeah, yeah, and then just pretty much everything else yeah. uh, you said, Henry, about Anthony McFarland going where he did. There's still better running backs there. I don't even think running back is a position you need to go attack right now. No, with you, yeah, no, not for them. Not so, for them. yeah, that, yeah, I, I'd be a solid seat, right, right, dead on seventy percent. That's my grade. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a C, man. I'm agree. I don't really care for what they did. I, I will say this though. Actually, I'll give them a little high. I'll give them about. Yeah, seventy five percent. Because although, these, yeah, and my reason is all these picks are reaches. I mean, the Chase Claypool, like Henry brought up already, is a reach. Alex, <laughs> Hines, that's somebody I, yep. I I didn't know who he was coming out of Charlotte. I did not see, not watch no tape on him. Anthony McFarland, although I didn't, yeah, another guy I didn't really watch much tape on. I think he's going to be pretty solid. It was a reach for a lot of reasons. Like Henry said, you could have got him in the later rounds. And plus, you didn't need a running back right there. And then <clears throat> the sixth-round pick, I actually like Antoine Brooks, Jr. I had him in my top ten safeties. I think I had him like eighth or ninth, somewhere around there. But it looks like he might be playing strong safety for them. And they still got Did that part. Well, that was another reach. They right. reached for him. People so, had him at that part. Round. He went straight first. You know? Right. Right, right. So I mean, those. So I, yeah, I got problems with their draft as well. But I, I can't help it to to just know, believe that this Chase Claypool is going to turn out to be really good for them because they do pick these wide receivers. James Washington is probably one of the only ones recently that they drafted that hasn't really been all of that. But outside of that, every wide receiver they draft in those mid rounds or second round, any wide receiver. Like the other one I remember that's sorry to cut you off, but the other one as soon as you ball. said that that I remember that's, that's what, a bust. Remember Lima Sweet right, out of right. Texas. Oh yeah! <laughs> I don't know. That just popped in my head. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. There's another one too. There's right. one but you more. know what Somebody though? You know, but, Auburn. But you, no, no, no. Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates. Oh, no, Sammy no. Coates. Yeah. Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates. 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 Yeah, Coates. Okay, so yeah, there's right. a couple right there. But see how hard it was. Not hard, but you see, we had to really think about mm-hmm. that because the Steelers normally draft really good. You know, well, we're not gonna say draft. They yeah. they know how to coach up wide receivers and make them better than they were in college. Chase Claypool, I think, is gonna be so. That's why I do like that pick. It was there was a better wide receiver on the board, but like we all mentioned, we don't care for the drops. Jordan had third. him, Denzel Mims, real high on what you had him what in the top three? Yeah, yeah. So you had him third. I had him bottom ten, somewhere around there. I don't know. It was like eighth around there, and then I know Henry. Did Henry, did you have him? Like, like seven or eight. Like I know six or seven, one of those. Yeah. So right, right, right. So I mean, you know, the drops were were a big factor. I think that played into that. And Chase Claypool don't really drop the ball too much, so he should be he should be solid there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't really care. What about you, man? Uh, yeah, re- I, I like Claypool, but not at that at that value. Same with McFarland. I don't like it with that value. To me, like you, you guys mentioned earlier, the two best picks are Antoine Brooks and Kevin Dotson. Those are like the two those are the two best picks. But uh they didn't need a running back number one. Yeah. They got Samuels as a pass catcher. You have Benny Sell Benny Snell who has a lot of upside and you have James Conner. 
So mm-hmm. the, the running back position was not really a need for them. And that didn't make any sense. And Claypool, I mean, he's a solid receiver, but a lot of people talk about him playing at tight end, obviously, um, at, at, at times. So um, overall, the draft grade, I give him a C minus. Yeah. Yeah, we're all in the C range for them. Move on yeah. to our, yeah, our, our, our last, but certainly not, not least, uh, team here with the Ravens. And so we're going to let Henry start that. But before he do, uh, I'm going to crack his beard and sit back and let you talk about uh, your team right here. So uh, I'll let you start. We'll start off yeah, with you. Know it's coming. Go ahead, Henry. Hey, you know it's coming, Jordan. You're going to get my charge. Key losses. Uh, there's only really one, I believe, in my opinion, one significant. Really? He is. No, not uh, that he's not, but you, that's it. I, no I, one else. I, no, 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 no. Oh, look, Josiah knows Absolutely. one of my favorite Ravens is Marshall. Him, him retiring. Yeah. Is, it hurt me. Like he, I got him as my top five favorite Ravens. Absolutely. Of, of all time, and that's a hard list to get on because how many great players uh, have already been through this Ravens organization? But losing Marshall Yard, man. I really want him to come back for another year, and everybody thought so. Because coming up for fourteen two season, uh, you know, getting all these good players, Calais Campbell, all that, you know, you would think he would, yeah, you know, we have a good chance of, you know, winning it all this year. But I, I respect him since he said he he did say if he uh, came out of the season healthy, he was going to retire because he didn't want to retire being like a hurt player. So I, you know, I respect that. But yeah, I, I, those are the two key losses. Uh, so Marshall Yonder, Michael Pierce. I'm not too worried about the Michael Pierce one. And then uh, us trading away Chris Wormley to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, kills in depth. And then I kind of like Chris Wormley. I thought he was kind of coming into such a second half of the season. But, um, you yeah, know, I'll put as those as our – What about uh, – for you to touch on, what about Tony Jefferson? Oh, oh just <laughs> – I, I wasn't. I was so happy. That <laughs> that he, he Tony, Tony, was getting. I wish if you guys have time today, go look at the angle he took when we played the Browns, and and uh, Chubb had that toss play to go like eighty some yards. Just go look at the angle he took. I, I got done with Tony. I don't want to say so long. I was so happy when Chuck Clark got in and, and thrived. And look, Chuck Clark played so good. Yeah. Eric Dickinson gave him a, gave him a three year contract extension. So, oh, I was so happy. So, look, yeah. Tony, he not even, no. he's not even uh, picking him up yet. So, obviously, I'm not the only one that's not saying yeah, something yet. So I wasn't okay. sure about Tony leaving. Uh, we'll, move, we'll move on to you next, uh, Emmanuel. So, we, we, are you a – I saw pre, pre-show, Josiah was telling me you're a Ravens fan. Is that true? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, obviously, the loss, um, Hayden Hurst, um, he, he, had a, he had some flashes um, with, with the Ravens. Uh, he got traded to the Falcons. That's one of the losses. Obviously, Josh Bynes we touched earlier with the Bengals. Um, as for their additions, uh, Seth Roberts, special teams guy, went to Carolina. Uh, Pierce was another one. Obviously, uh, obviously, uh, the big one was uh, Marshall Yonda. I was hurt when he uh, retired. Uh, Brandon Carr, he declined his option. So, I don't know. Yeah, we yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we declined, we declined it. So, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He can go through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tony Jefferson. I mean, he's gone. He's gone as well. So those are the losses. But uh, other than that, man, um, I, I think I think Baltimore's in pretty good shape. Josiah, you have anything? Yeah, man. Uh, Marshall Yonder for sure. He's definitely the the biggest loss. Michael Pierce. I think the only reason why his loss is not like a real big impact is because of who they picked up. You know, um, picking up Campbell, Jelly, um, bringing back Justin Ellis, yeah. who we drafted. Another guy. Yeah. A lot of Raiders over here. Justin Ellis and whatnot. 
Um, so I think that's the reason why his his impact is not going to really affect as much. And Hayden Hurst, I don't know. It seemed like y'all kind of gave up on. I want I want to say gave mm-hmm. up. It's just when you got Mark Andrews who look how yeah. I, I, so. Well, that's what I was going to say. But you guys like to run. Yeah, but Nick, tight but, but yeah, but Nick Boyle is, is probably the, the best blocking tight end in the NFL. So right, hard. right. It was just a sticky situation for him, honestly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all would know. You know what I'm saying y'all, y'all definitely would know. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, I, I mean, those are definitely the key losses right there. Seth Roberts, I'm not sure how good he did for you guys. I know he was always kind of like that blanket for Carr at one point in time. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. But the key Seth, losses Seth, for Seth sure. Seth definitely. If he, go ahead, go ahead. he had that drop that would have went to a touchdown he in the playoffs. So we, we over him already. Yeah. Yeah, and he had yeah. a problem with drops with us, too, so that's just him. But yeah, Michael Michael Pierce and, and Hayden Hurst and you know yeah and mm-hmm. there's there's specific yeah, pull. I love how when we do the these pods, Henry can always like point to a specific play, and there's so many times I know what you're talking about. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the game pass to find the angle that Jefferson took on that Chubb one. <laughs> right. Just please do. You're yeah. gonna be like, just please do. You're gonna be like, there's no way. There's no way it started to say that should have did that. A dude on JV, JV, please go look at it. It might be a mess. Please go look at it. You guys, there's just the angle he took is ridiculous. There's no way somebody taught him that. Okay, please just take a look. Then there's one play because Marshall Yonda retiring. I have been the biggest Marshall Yonda guy for so long. That guy, like the way he plays, he's as far as this current generation of guards, I put him at the top. He, He is the the best. He's the best yeah, interior offensive. He's the best guard we've yeah. seen for so many years, yeah. year in and year out. The guy should be in the Hall of Fame yesterday, as far as it goes. I've loved his game. And there was there was so the one to, to do the one play for him. There was this play when you guys had Justin Forsett as your lead back. And yes, yeah, he took like yeah. three blocks. Yeah, three destroyed like, like right about. the second the snap happened, threw a dude yeah. on his face, right? Like just like that, dude on his face. Then, then he pushed like another dude out to help. Like, like as he pushed this one dude out of his own gap, he push he puts his hips into another gap to help a teammate get a reach block, and then gets downfield and blocks a safety all on one play. You can find it on it's on a Marshall Yonda top one hundred one of those years. I remember that. I remember seeing it's that on all twenty two one year. My friend was like, "Yo, check this play out." Then they had it on the all twenty two. Or not on the all twenty two. They had it on the uh, on the YouTube top one hundred. But that play, just that's one of the best plays you will ever see from an offensive lineman. Period. And what I love, what I love about him, he finds work. Some play, players just okay. I did my job and you know stay there. He knocks someone right. out and then goes. Yeah, like, right. up this guy. Yeah, threw you know a dude I mean? on the ground, cleared the other more, dude yeah. who filled the yeah. gap, and then in the midst of doing that, like you, like th- it's like you aren't even supposed to be able to do that. Like used his hips to help his teammate get the reach block, right. and then still gets downfield. He's unreal, man. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's And then, yeah, pretty much everything right. else as far as the losses, which you guys already touched on. We'll move to you, Henry, though, to get back into the key ads. We, we, we have to go. We have to start with Calais Campbell, um, especially what we got for him, giving away a fifth-round pick um, to get one of – you know, he's an old guy, but he's right. still playing at a high level. Uh, right. So you can't get level. mad at us going for a guy that's 33 years old, uh, going, going into his third team still trying to get that championship. And, but but also, our pressure from the interior sucks. So he 100% already changes that just by his presence of being on the field. Um, so I thought that was just a huge, huge pickup. Um, us using the franchise tag, um, Matt Juon. I'm not going to lie, at first I was kind of iffy on it, 
But with the addition with Campbell, I think Judon will play way better. Uh, I think he would just, you know, because yeah. he can also just take off, take up more blockers. He, he's right, going to be yeah. double team for 100%. Exactly. He's going to be able to eat more for sure. And then the one of the most underrated one was Derek Wolf. Like I said, we, I mean, we talked about him a, while, a couple of episodes back, but him being hurt and still having about six or seven sacks last year with already him missing about five or six games, I think was pretty good. So if he can stay healthy, and that's a big if, so hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, I think that'll be another great fight. And even with Derek uh, Wolf's game, it's not predicated on his sack numbers. That's just not his game and his role. It's not. It, I mean, I remember, I'm, yeah, I remember uh, Bob Miller credited him a lot mm-hmm. for a lot of yeah. the sacks that he got. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, that's very true. That's one thing I remember, Jordan, when we were talking about defensive tackles, remember I kept saying that was one thing I feel like, you know, we needed is because when you have that dominant DT or a dominant defensive line, it helps the rest of that defensive line to be able to get through the gaps mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be able to get either a sack, you know, or to stop the right. run, whatever it is. The rest 100%. of the D line is able 100%. to eat that way. So, good point on Calais Campbell. Do you have any uh, other Calais ads, Campbell Manuel? Uh, obviously, sure. Calais Campbell. There's uh, Derek Wolf is uh, one of them, and they made a lot of key uh, re-signed. Uh, they had Matthew Jodon. Um, I'm gonna miss a special teamer, Sam Koch. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, they, 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 they extended. You don't, you don't call him Sam Cook. <laughs> nah, I know. I call him Koch, but hey, Cook, Koch, you know. <laughs> they, uh, they extended uh, Jimmy Smith's contract, which I think was key to yeah. to keep the the depth in the secondary, which uh, I liked as well. And then also they uh, extended contract on Anthony Levine. Um, as well, um, so I, I like those moves, and also I don't know if you guys heard um, that the Ravens um, they're interested in uh, Jadavion Clowney, so that could be a bit uh, that could be another big move. I know, I but know. Yeah, they said they're interested, but I think only, I think they'll take it for the right price, right? Yeah, he's about to take less money right. anyway. So, man. yeah, those are those are my uh, man, my, the key key moves. Do you have anything else in the additions, Josiah? Not nah, just the ones they added. Um, I do like the the Justin yeah. Ellis pickup. I think you know, or well, bringing him back. We, we, we got one of your old players too. He uh, was trash with us. Jahan Ward. Jahan Ward. He, 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 he played. He, he, he fits our system really well. He had like three, four, three uh, fumble recoveries, a couple of sacks. So he he played pretty well with us. Know, I, I was just. I was just going to add, yeah, sometimes 100%. it's just a scheme 100%. fit in a different culture. You know what I'm saying? Um, he wasn't really happy, happy playing with us. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, like, I like the pick of Justin Ellis. That's going to add depth for sure. They just got some dogs, man. They brought back Matthew, obviously, Calais Campbell. Yes, he was. Derek Wolf, you know, he gave up. He, he was a problem over there. We played him. I mean, he, he might have been, you know, he was hurt a lot of the games. But last year, he played really, really big. So, I, I, yeah, I, I like that pickup as well. And Henry brought up a good point. They couldn't get no type of rush right. up the middle at all. And 100%. to me, that's the best pass rush. If you're able to get pass rush the middle, then you're you're winning. Um, because defense, you, you see quarterbacks all the time, you know, they slide out to the left, slide out to the right, especially the ones that can move. But if you can get it right up the middle, you know, and then you have Judon coming too, and they it's going to be a problem. And, and you've seen what happened, you know. Tennessee yeah. Ran, they ran all over the Ravens. Oh, you want to. ran all over oh, yeah. they want to. Yeah. Money yeah, you got Tony Jefferson taking it. JV um, player angles, they, you know. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just take a look at it. You'll yeah. see what I'm talking about. Hey, well, look. I mean, and, and even yeah. – even, <laughs> Even Earl Thomas, even my boy Earl Thomas. It's funny. I started thinking about him. Stiff arm in the back. Yeah. And Earl, stiff arm in the back of his jersey. <laughs> hey, I wasn't going to bring 
I didn't want to bring it up because he's definitely one of my favorite players. And but yeah, they they needed they needed help, man. For sure. Help, yeah, yeah. So we touched on everything there is to touch on as far as their ads sure. go. We'll get into their draft and Henry. I'll, you are you mentioned them on the draft show. But we are talking about Ravens draft picks, so uh, anything else, or if you want to continue to pound the chest on how your team did, you know, you know, you know I, I did. I gave, I gave my say. You know, I, I, like I said, nobody since this is fucking straight football. I do give my A for the draft pick just off value. It's crazy because you know our our biggest need coming to the draft was middle linebacker, and at the twenty eighth pick, I think Patrick Queen was the right. best player available at that spot at the time. So for that to go hand in hand, it was just. You know, just just like icing on the cake, pretty much. So Patrick Queen was a great pick. I loved the, the, them taking two linebackers with Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison. I was really high on Malik Harrison. I liked him a lot. I remember I told you, Joe. So I remember I sent you a text. I yeah. said I think that's gonna be the next Navar Bowman and uh, Patrick Willis. I, I really do. I think that's gonna be a great tandem together. Uh, but honestly, I think my favorite pick out of the whole draft was probably the Devin Duvernay pick. Uh, wide receiver out of Texas had over a hundred balls and only had only one drop. Yeah. We saw in the playoff game, we had six drops that obviously were on key plays. That made us one yep. of the reasons why we lost that game. So for him, for us to draft him yep. in the, the third round out of Texas, right. well, another four three guy. Okay. What about you, Emmanuel? Um, I, I love the Patrick uh, Patrick Queen pick. Where inside linebacker was uh, a need for us, and Malik Harrison. I like that a lot too. I I like. I actually love the J.K. Dobbins pick. I, I I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I know just I know just like you've been yeah. high on him since since last year before the se- before the before the season started. And I know that. Right, and I was right. like, man, when the Ravens took him, I just yeah, shouted. Exactly. I was like, man, right. JK's about the ball. Right. Not only that, Mark Ingram's about the about the term, but thirty one, if I'm not mistaken. And then and then me and Chase just talk about this in the podcast yeah, in terms yeah. of running backs. Like I believe mm-hmm. five out of the twelve running backs in the last twelve years have only eclipsed over the thousand yard mark. So I, I can see where Dobbins is going to be integrated in the offense within midseason to late season, and not only, especially with the Ravens having that has the easiest schedule in the league. So uh, I can see JK being integrated to the offense later on in the season. I love that pick. Uh, one of my underrated picks. I like. I do like the Justin. Uh, um, the Matabuk, Matabuk, yeah, from yeah, from I like that pick from A and M. One of my underrated uh, receivers was Matabuki. James Prochet from SMU, and I I I, I like him. I like how um, like how he plays, and uh, I didn't really get too much on the on the last pick they had was Geno Stone. Oh my guy, seventh rounder. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. It. yeah. But yeah. I, I've noticed that he's like a he's like a thumper. He's a thumper, yes. and he's he's not that he's versatile. He's, yeah, he's very versatile. I. I I didn't watch too much film, but I watched a couple of highlight tapes of him on YouTube. I'm like, let me check this guy out. And I was like, oh, he's not I'm like he's not bad. He's he's pretty cool. But yeah, man, the J.K. Dobbins pick, man, I was I was ecstatic. Overall, I I, I don't care what y'all say. I'm giving him an A plus. We didn't expect nothing less. And the thing, and the thing about J.K. Dobbins, he ran for two thousand yards. Nobody in Ohio State history has ever done that, and we know the great yeah, running right. backs that came through that that university. You think to add what you said to uh, Emmanuel? Yeah. You think they wait until later in the season to integrate him? I mean, I don't necessarily think he will um, without a, without injury. I don't see him being the primary dude just because Mark Ingram is that battering ram, and I think Dobbins is more than that. And especially with how Dobbins functions out of the shotgun, you think they wait that long to really give him like multiple, like double digit touches in a single game? Uh, no, I 
I, I believe he's going to be slowly integrated. For example, I know. say like Ingram, obviously Ingram's going to be the starter, the starter of the season. And so, and I believe Ingram can see anywhere from 15 to 18 carries. And then Dobbins can see anywhere from, from five, probably 10 or 12 carries in the game. Okay. And I believe that depending how Dobbins plays, his carries could slowly, slowly go up, up and up. And, and Ingram's could go down. Uh, I think you're going to see a big shift, my personal opinion, between the middle of the season. Especially if Dobbins does really well early on, he could he could take over the uh, the three down work from Ingram, and Ingram could probably just be a red zone like a Legarrette Blunt type, how Legarrette Blunt was over in New England. Okay. When he had all okay. those he had all those rushing mm. touchdowns, so I could see that uh, potentially yeah. working out for Dobbins. But obviously, man, I'm excited. <laughs> I could not tell at all from your voice. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, Josiah, what about yeah. you? What grade do you give them? I give them an A, man. I really like what they did. Uh, you know, I was telling Henry before the draft and all the way up to the draft that, you know, because he really wanted them to um, – I know he's happy with he, – he's definitely happy with his picks and everything. And what he said, he really meant. He's not just being – he might be a little bit of bias, a little bit of bias here, but he's 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 telling the truth of how he feel about these players. You know, we all watch tape on them. But one thing I was telling them that they should not do is move up to get a wide receiver. I just didn't think that was the right move to do because they can build on that super team that they have, and that's exactly what they did. Had they would have, if they would have moved up with us, and say, I know Henry brought up last week and said that if CD Lamb would have fell to us, I guess we would have traded back and they would have moved up. They would have had to give up for sure, which I had two seconds at that time, right? Two seconds. Yeah, I had two seconds. And so y'all would have – y'all probably would have – I don't think we probably would have gave up that. Remember, there, remember, you know? Yeah, something like or that. Or a second and a third. Something – I mean, my, my point is – my point what I'm saying is that means no J.K. probably. That means probably no Justin Madubuki, you know what I'm saying, out of Texas. I mean, some of these players that you guys got – you know, good value on you wouldn't have got. So um, every pick that you look here, they 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 got good value for, it. and they're gonna come in and start. Um, like I said, we talked about Patrick Queen. He's probably outside of Isaiah Simmons. He's probably the the second best coverage linebacker. Coverage linebacker. You know, so that's I love I love that pick for them. And obviously, J.K. You know, Jordan brought up a really good point and said that. Because I know Henry thinks, and obviously, man, you think the same way. He's going to be worked into the starting role. I think I, I don't think he's going to start like week one or anything like that. Good thing with running backs, they get Pete regardless, so he's going to get he's going to get touches for sure. But I think he's going to start a lot earlier than what y'all think, and call it biasness, whatever. But Jordan brought up a good point. He brought right. up how he fits the system better. He ran out of the shotgun a lot over there in Ohio, and you guys do the same thing over there. With Lamar, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna fit that offense better than Ingram. I think Ingram is because uh, we know he's that. Like Jordan said, that, that battery, you know. And Manu brought up a good point, saying that they can use him closer. You know, what fourth and one or over there near the the in the red zone and whatnot. We need a game to match your yards. Use J.K. to do a lot more than. So yeah, I really like what they did, man. They had a really, really, really good draft, which ain't nothing new. You know what I'm saying? Every year they, they seem to have a really The, the, really the, the good only thing I would touch on with the whole running back situation, right now in their career, I would give the, as far as, as a passing back, I would give the edge to Mark Ingram. Because remember when Mark Ingram he was coming over there from the Saints mm-hmm. and how Sean Payton like to use those running backs, I would give the, the slight edge to Mark Ingram right now 
in the passing course because of course they didn't ask JK no. uh, to do that a lot over there at Ohio State. But uh, for right now, I, I would give the edge to Mark Ingram. Right, Justice Hill, I and I'll give that, Justice that Hill over the guy well. more so. But you're right, Ingram has always shown all throughout his career, and it wasn't used a ton, but he has good hands, and and I think uh, it's part of because, and maybe this is just in the perception of other people, but like because he's such a strong, powerful bruiser, you don't think of him as the scat back type. But the dude has good hands and always has. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, he can. Yeah, yeah. He can but no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll just bring it just that point. Just, just this in general. That's all. Uh, yeah, I would be. I probably. I'm still yeah. with. No, I agree. I agree. For uh, sure. I said B plus for them. I said B plus. I the Jake. Here's the thing. The J.K. Dobbins pick. He's gonna go in there and he's gonna tear it up. He's gonna tear it up. He's gonna kill. He's gonna have crazy production, and he's gonna run all over the place. He's talented as hell. But I think right there, that pick would have been just in that particular spot. Maybe Devin Duvernay can do it, but I think with with the receivers that were still on the board, that would have been the tiny little hair that moved you from the eighty nine percent to the ninety percent. I know that's splitting hairs at that time, but that's what separates me from the A plus to the B. And again, for the second time, J.K. is going to kill. He's right. going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think for. True, you're running. What, what type of team? Exactly. exactly. And that, that, that's, that's what true. Do. That's, uh, that's, that's, the, that's they, the only point I have. Yeah. If we were the Saints, Green Bay, uh, Chiefs, then perfect. Yeah, why, why take a running back there? But the type of team that we are and seeing how we were kind of crippled, how Mark Ingram got uh, hurt, the, the pick made perfect sense. And I remember mm-hmm. a lot of people kept asking Eric Acosta about that pick, like, you guys already have three great running backs. Why take J.K. Dobbins? He said, well, first of all, he's way too high on the board. We're mm-hmm. running team. And he said, number three, talent wins. Right. Period. Yeah. And, and I, that's why I don't think it, that's why I don't player. think it's a bad yeah. pick. And because, and because he's going to come in there. As, yeah. I mean, he said 90 to 89. Yeah. 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 I get your reasoning. Yeah, yeah, You're I'm right. You are a run first team. So do you. You know what I mean? But but that's the only reason why. But he is going to tear it up. And then Gino, Gino Stone, the other pick, I – texted Josiah, I want to say, maybe like the day before the draft. I think we had started that right. thread with yep. Alvin, you and me, talking about like the Raider War Room, who yeah. we're going to get. And I think it was actually day, the day before day two of the draft. That's when it was. It was, it was yeah. yeah. After day one. And I was like, these are the DBs I still want. You're like, Geno Stone, I don't know who that dude is. It's like, he's a late round dude out of Iowa. I started watching right. him and I was just like, this guy, you know, I'd want to see him as a late round crab. And then as the draft started to keep going and going and going, and it hit that seventh round, and I was like, Geno Stone is still on the board. And then y'all mm-hmm. scooped him up at 219, and I'm like, these goddamn Ravens. Because I said it when we did our when we did the cover zero yeah. mock, and you took Patrick Queen right where exactly where y'all took him in real life. And I started to think about, oh, wait, Queen in that scheme, you already added Calais, and I just started to see it all come together because – the one thing I all, that I have loved about about what Wink's done with your guys' defense, and I think more NFL defenses are trying to get there, but just aren't there because of their personnel, and that's being positionless. Yeah. And when you when you look yeah. at Patrick I, Queen, yeah. the guy isn't the biggest linebacker of the top three linebackers. He's the smallest that were coming out this year, but his effectiveness was still there. His skill set was still there. His dog is still there. All those things. So you could have plays where you blitz an Earl Thomas or he's filling a gap in the run and you drop in Queen to like a 10-yard zone. Like you can and those type of things are just stuff that quarterbacks post snap aren't even thinking about. And when you got to try to yeah. adjust that with the the rushers you got on that defense already, it's just adding more wild cards and overall more effectiveness to that defense. So I just love that pick. 
And yeah, man, that's that's it. I, I B plus eighty, like I said, eighty nine percent, eighty nine percent. Really good draft. Really good draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that is our uh, our NFC North. Uh, Emmanuel, thank you very much, bro. Hey, no no problem, man. Thank you guys for uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Hopefully, That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements. Coverzeropodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like us by supporting our Facebook page. You can find us at Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide. And if you want more exclusive content, feel free by clicking join when you want into the SSAW family by typing in Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide Group. See you next week.